Join, Converse, Inspire. This is the JCI Canada Podcast. Hi, JCI Canada. This is Sue Salamosi, one of your 2020 National Vice Presidents and host of the JCI Canada Podcast. Welcome to episode 20. Episode 20! And we're already in the fourth quarter of this crazy year. This episode is something special. I got together virtually with every national president from 2012 forward for a chat about the past, the present, and the future of JCI through the lens of our one year to lead philosophy. The impressive list of voices on this episode include Stefan Cherwaniak, 2020, Crispin Bottomley, 2019, Mike Matika, 2018, Sean McMillan, 2017, Chris Curtola, 2016, Roger Pichette, 2015, Jen Senkar, 2014, Jason Rancho, 2013, and Francois Bejin, 2012. Please take your time through this one. There are so many awesome and inspiring points for you to take away. Maybe even listen through more than once. I would love to see our incoming leaders find some inspiration here and set some big goals for 2021. Let's get this ball rolling, shall we? All the way back to 2012. Welcome to <laughs> this huge room of past national presidents who are all troublemakers and who all like to talk. What we're talking about today is one year to lead, what it's like to be in a leadership role, what it's like to be on that national president level. So we have almost all the national presidents with us today from 2012 forward. Feel free to jump in. The banter is what I'm looking for. That's why I wanted everybody in the same room, quote unquote. I'm going to call on you in your order of your presidency. So I think it's pretty awesome that we're starting this episode with you, Francois. Not only were you national president in 2012, but then you went on to become international vice president in 2013. Um, so do you want to just give us a recap of your of those couple of years for you? Yeah, I can I can start as soon as I remember when I was a member uh, back in 2008, 2009, I think. Um, I was a member of of Quebec, which is which was one of the biggest chapter out there, about six, seven hundred members at that time. And I, I was only a member and I, I was going from one activity to another, to one happy hour to another, to one different training to another. And in my mind, I was going there to do business. That was my mindset. So after a few years of going to those events, and so I ended up to meet uh, the president at that time, Marie-Ève Goulet, and uh, Marie-Ève asked me, so do you plan to renew your membership this year? I said, oh, I'm going to be honest with you, Marie-Ève, I don't see the added value in being a JCI member. And she, and she asked me the, the question that kills you is <laughs> like, did you get involved with JCI? Oh, yeah, I've been to a couple of events, uh, did some things, some trainings, blah, blah, blah. Well, and she looked at me with those, you know, big eyes and a big question mark in her forehead. So, well, that's not being involved, Francois. It's just evolving around. So they asked me to join the board. So that's what I did. And then eventually to be on the lineup to become president. But suddenly an opportunity comes in. 
I've met a guy uh, named Jean-Simon Deschain. Jean-Simon has been uh, also past president for JCI Canada, and, and he had a, a profound project he wanted to see happening for JCI Canada, and it was to get a World Congress for JCI Canada. And I've been into high school in, at international school. I, I love to travel at that time. And I said, hey, why, why not? It's, it's going to be a good opportunity. So what do we need to do to get a, um, a World Congress in Canada? Oh, I said, that's very easy. We just need to have an officer uh, to be elected on the, na- on the international board. And then uh, we need to put some money and we need to raise some awareness in the community. And that's an easy deal. Okay, the easy deal. Okay, sure. So what do you need me to do in order for that to happen? Well, we need someone within the JCI Canada board. So I think you should be the first original VP. So, uh, okay, I, I, I didn't know nothing about JCI Canada. And this is the sad thing because we were in a bubble separate from the rest of Canada. So I, I raised my hand. I said, yeah, sure. Okay, I'm going to go to, uh, to the next um, national convention. And when I came back, I came back a transformed man. I can give a link to you to read what I published into our little newspaper we did with JCI back at the time. And it was like, I'm discovering not only great people, but for for the very rare time in my life, I felt a part of a family. I felt like everybody there got the same values, the same, we were at the same place in our life, even though we came from different backgrounds. And I came back, I felt in love with JCI, and it was only the beginning of what was uh, about to start for me. So after that, uh, I, was, um, I, w- I came back and I did, the, I did the whole year. And then I talked to my board and they said, well, it, it's good you, you, you got along with JCI Canada because the next step in order to achieve, to get a World Congress is that we need to have someone elected from Quebec on the national board. So I said, okay, so I can run as a... As a president there, so I, I, I went to Toronto. I, it was very stressful because my English was not so uh, so good at the time. It's not perfect today, but I've been uh, lucky to practice through the years with JCI. So I got elected in 2012, national president, and it was a very big challenge for me at the time uh, about the time because time management because I just had two babies uh, and I was starting a new career. Uh, at, if I learned one thing is that how to manage my time effectively because I felt like I had a, a regular full-time job with my kids, another full-time job at the bank and another full-time job with JCI. So it was a lot, but I think I did pretty well for time management purpose. And one of the concerns was I needed to go across Canada. My idea, and, and w- when we prepared this interview, we talked about what was my, my intention. And I came in with what ideas, what goals in mind. And I can tell you that I missed the spot for 95% of them. But what I'm proud of is that I think I was able to share my passion and to, to, to get people together because there, were, there was a lot of fight back at, at those years about whether or not we should go with a World Congress. And I think I was able to share that passion on why we should do that, what's good for the organization. And um, one of the, 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 the challenge was about traveling because I'm from Quebec and, you know, it's a lot of travel from Quebec to BC or Quebec to Alberta. Or... So um, I, I had this crazy idea of instead of doing, a, I don't know, six, seven, eight back and forth trip across Canada, to take my summer off and to rent a big RV and to go across Canada, which I, I was able to convince my wife. I don't know if it was the wine that was so good that night, but she said yes when I presented her the project. 
Uh, so re we we did the, the JCI Canada Summer Tour. I don't know if it was a premiere or if it's going to be <laughs> ever do done again. But we rented a big RV cross uh, from Quebec to uh, Vancouver and back about 6,000 kilometers. It was amazing. So I, I met with all of our members that were available. I, I'm going to remember that for the rest of my life. I can tell you that for me, as a personal experience, it transformed me. Just the more I gave, and something that's something we hear a lot within GCI, the more you give, the more you receive. And I can tell you those, you said 2012, 2013, it's been seven, eight, nine years. And I, I am not able to tell you, even after six, seven, eight years, how much it's going to give me into my life. I'm already starting to scratch the surface of everything that I've been receiving through the years. I've been receiving the, it's changed me as a person. It changed my career. It changed everything. So I encourage you, if you're listening in, to put some more time because the more you give, you're going to receive a thousand times more. So this was my year as a GCI Canada national president. And then I come back to my board in Quebec and I said, well, that's Czech. So we can have a World Congress now. Oh, no, 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 no. There's a, there's another thing we need to do. We need to have an officer from Canada to be elected on the international board. Oh, good luck with that. Who's it going to be? Well, Francois, we thought about you. <laughs> You're all lucky, voluntold. And I said, why not? I've been discovering so far so amazing people across Canada. I'm sure I can discover even more across the rest of the world. So it's truly making a difference. If you're listening to us from any region of Canada and you say, why should I go to Japan and why should I? It's money and I don't have the time and, and life is going on. If you can, or, or even if you can't, find ways to do it. Raise money, do whatever you can. You have to go. Because you're going to come back a changed person and you're going to see the big why, the big, why am I in GCI? Oh, yeah, that's right. There's that organization that's so amazing there. And you will be able to connect with people that have the same challenge or different challenge from all around the world. And you'll be inspired to bring those ideas back to you, uh, your place and live in a better place. I, I think we, we covered everything. I, my last question is on any advice for upcoming leaders but I think your your overall goal is just just do it. Do it and uh, bring friends with you. <laughs> you have friends around you. You have friends that want to be a better person, want to evolve, wants to try, just try the taste of leadership. Because as I told you, I was never in charge of nothing. And that changed everything for me because I, I was able to taste leadership. And now I want more. <laughs> and I'm doing, <laughs> yeah, and I'm doing great. It was not easy. I, I I wish we had tapes of those meetings sometimes. Uh, you know what uh, Paul Clissold called me? I was I was nicknamed the bulldog. So it hurts. It still hurts. Look at me. Why does bulldog hurt? Because I'm I'm not a bulldog. Well, I guess I could be in some meeting. I'm a, and first, I'm allergic to dogs. So I... Okay. <laughs> it's not very nice for someone who's allergic. <laughs> okay, Jason... Jason, will you give us a recap of your year, what you might do differently now, looking back on it, what you gained, any advice for upcoming leaders? You have got the floor, my friend. So I'm going to start off with what was a common theme in my year is, damn it, Francois. But uh, <laughs> I, I, I'm sure it, <laughs> he was too busy globetrotting around Europe as IVP. Uh, no, so... Um, so my year, uh, we came through with the year 
it started to be a year of, of transition. We, we recognized early on that, uh, that it, was, it was time that we needed to make some major changes within the organization. And, you know, we, we were operating in a way that was entirely not sustainable. And in fact, we were pretty much broke. Um, we, we were living, you know, I, I'd say paycheck to paycheck uh, as, a, as an organization. And, and really, it's, it wasn't a good thing. Um, I was super fortunate to, uh, you know, I, I think some other presidents or not every president is lucky to be able to do that. But I was sort of being able to handpick, I guess, uh, my successor and, uh, and she and I thought and, and think quite the same, quite differently uh, as well. Um, but, uh, you know, we, we had somewhat the same vision for the organization. So change was a big year and, and, and allowing us to, to move on from, from the past, but uh, do it in a way so that people like Crispin and Stefan and, and Yvette and anybody really uh, can continue on with the organization. I went to Japan Academy in 2012 and I came back and uh, I was writing a, I was sort of writing a travel blog as it goes along as I kind of why I wanted to remember what it was like and, and remember some of those uh, fine details and I went back and I read it a little bit and I went holy cow we actually uh, you know accomplished quite a bit uh, going on through the years just starting from from that particular year I'd say a, a big challenge over over the year was was financial everything was financial money 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 you know where where are we going to get the money how's that going to be sustainable and we stumbled on um, uh, at um, actually I remember quite vividly I was uh, walking down the hallway at uh, Area C Conference Americas and it was in St. Louis and Jen and and I can't so I can't remember who else it was but I remember it was Jen and Jen was doing her thing to this guy at this booth which was that sounds very bad. <laughs> I don't know what the thing is, but okay, just to be clear, not the thing we are thinking. Jen was giving her pitch uh, to uh, to this guy, and I go up and I walk up, and and it turned out to be Jason. And Jason uh, was a JCI USA member, and he was promoting his member management system. So I ended up hearing quite a bit about it, and that instantly, you know, I kind of thought this could be really good. The problem that we had is that we had a full-time administrator that was costing us tens of thousands of dollars a year and uh, we needed to find a way to um, to reduce costs and that was the easiest one was uh, to be able to reduce uh, with, with an administrator who uh, Mary Gale was an absolute sweetheart. I loved her to death. Um, she was great to work with and did great with the organization but uh, we needed to make some changes uh, financially speaking. So we brought on, uh, we started talking and having communications with, with Jason. It took us uh, about a year. Um, we didn't get to implement it and start it until uh, Jen's year, but that was a great thing of being able to have a, a transition of having somebody on the same page as myself with it. And we reduced Mary Gale down to three days a week at that time. I'd say that was the big success and it's something that continues on that everybody, you know, especially new member from 2014 on has registered through the online system and, you know, give or take what whatever issues may have had throughout the years with it, it's something that uh, was a big thing and it cost us far, far less than it did to do everything on paper. How many of us old presidents uh, remember having to file paper and send physical checks to Mary Gale and how painful that was of, I didn't get it or, you know, 
who's this person or they didn't fill out their paperwork properly or, or whatever. Well, faxing it in was the option, right? Yeah. If you say that to someone who's new in our organization, they look at you with th like you have three heads. Like what yeah. is a fax and why would I need one? What is a fax? Yeah. <laughs> no, I remember, I remember um, when I first joined 2012, I was, I wrote a check. It took a couple of months to get processed. Jason, any advice for upcoming leaders? JCI is such a unique organization because we have a vast amount of age, uh, you know, that, that come with it. Yes, active members come up to 40, but you could have people up to age 100 and uh, as, as senators and being a part of the organization. If I had to go back and I would do something over again, I, I would not come in with all of the, you know, I think I know it all. And every president and every person that's elected comes in and says, I, this is what I'm doing and this is my agenda and this is how it's going to go. I would more look at it as say, I would, I would leverage the resources of the past and which are our senators and those that have been around forever. And to give a perspective of saying, hey, here's how we've tried it in the past. It did or didn't work. You know, maybe, you know, you can incorporate it as, as you see fit into your organization or, or into your year. Same thing with, with your current members. Um, you really have to, um, you're not there to dictate. None of us are there to dictate. We're only here in for one year. You know, li listen to your members, listen to the people that are telling you, because you never know where great idea is going to come from. And the last one being, don't do anything that will be very careful when you're making changes in for respect of the future. We hope to be, <clears throat> JCI hopens to be, hope you know, hopefully it's around in, you know, 2050, 2020, or like 2100. We're only here for a short period of time. We're only here to exact some sort of change and put our stamp within the organization, but make ourselves better within the organization. Don't do anything that uh, could adversely impact the future of the organization for a long period of time. Because as individuals, we collectively were JCI. Individually, we're just one person. And just because we see it one way doesn't mean that the organization can benefit from it as a whole. So if you get your past, present, and future thought into it, that's where a lot of your uh, decisions are going to be uh, are going to be sound. So on that same <clears throat> train, past, present, and future, Jason, uh, your successor is the lovely Jen Senkar, 2014 National President. So Jen, on to you. We'll, we'll move through. We've got three to five minutes, okay. so we're going to try to move through. Okay. I know that a lot of us can't be here for that long, so let's okay. continue on. Jen. So building off what Jason said, I would say this about, about my year. I love the idea of one year to lead, but I don't agree with it. I think it's actually one year as the president, but we are always leading because the things that happened in 2014, my year is defined by change. But all of that change couldn't have occurred if we didn't do the things in the years before and had people like Jason and Francois and the people before them laying down or planting the seeds in order for us to make that change in 2014. So in 2014, there was like a lot of really large goals and a lot of change that happened. One of the things was, of course, we changed management system. We hired Joel, so we had a partnership with the USA, which is still alive today in a different way, which what we expected, but there's that. Um, we also had LPS, which is now called LTU, which was something that started in 2014. In 2014, we started the bid to get World Congress, which the people after me spent a lot of time doing that because at that time, those seeds get planted in 2014, but they come to fruition in 2016. Well, that means that all of that time in between, 
this team of leaders from the past is also contributing and leading in their own right all the way through. So I don't really think that you come up and be a leader once. I, I would argue that that's like completely false. And for me, it certainly is. I think you, you continue to lead now as a senator and as a past president. I mean, we wouldn't even be here if we weren't showcasing our leadership and contributing to the organization and continuing to do that. And I know that we all do that informally for people in our local chapter, in our region, and, and nationally as well. And so I think that the one year to lead, great marketing, really makes sense, but it's really one year in that position. But I continue to lead in this organization and I continue to grow as a leader through that, out that time. And I really believe that. And I believe in 2014, I felt a high degree of success in the goals that we had. Uh, for myself, one of the things was to build a really strong Canada. And I really felt like the team that I had, including the past national presidents who were on my team, like I had my own own team of past national presidents that I went to regularly. Texting, calling, asking, what do we do? Because you cannot do it alone. It just isn't a one-person job. I, I don't believe that. So for me, I would say that's what we were doing. We were making all those changes that we had prepped ourselves to do, and it was a lot. And it would not have happened if I didn't have the people working and doing those things because it wasn't Jen doing that. I didn't manage the transition for that membership system. That Jason did that. But we all led as a team together and took on different pieces. And that's why we were able to achieve so much in that period of time, which I have a, like a high degree of pride for. I really, I just, it, it was a time where I felt the organization was really starting to gel. At least that's how I felt. And it felt really good for me and something I consider a success. And, and so I would say change is the thing that defined my particular year. And because I was female and I was the first one in a really long time. So I think it was like, oh my God, all change, you know? Jed does this. I don't know. It's just, it just happened to be that I, I was there at a time when those things needed to happen. And we had a team that was willing to do that, including the presidents on the ground. I felt those presidents, I still talk to those people. I still consider them my presidents, my team. They worked for me. Ontario had lots of things going on. I mean, they opened a chapter. We were building out there, spent a lot of time doing that. So I really feel like it was a building and a changing phase of the organization at that time. As far as giving a couple tips or things that I would look back on, maybe, of course, there's tons of things I would change because we were changing and growing and testing things out, which I think all of the presidents after me will say, we, we tried that out and that one didn't work. So we did something else. But I would say for the taking on the role, the advice that I would give is a few things. One, clarity. Be really, really clear about why you're there. What is it that you want to get out of this? What is it that you want your team to get out of this? And what is that vision that you have for how the year is going to go and what you're going to do? Because if you're really confident in that, I really believe that that comes through to your team. And then your team feels like this degree of confidence. And they're like, okay, we know why Jen's doing what Jen's doing or why the executive team's doing what the team's doing. We know where we're going. We could see the, the end goal. That doesn't mean that it's always straight and that it's not like jagged, like, all over and then there's an end, but we all kind of have this vision and we understand it. So I say you gotta be clear, clear in the vision of yourself, clear in the vision of what it is that you set out to achieve because it is only one year as the president. So what you physically can do and contribute to in that year, you wanna be really clear on what, that, on what that is. The second thing is invest in the people. Invest the time, the energy, the resources you have in the people that you affect your members, your team, yourself, in those relationships. If you do that, I believe you will have 
so much success because not only will you have productivity, but you will have satisfaction, fulfillment. It'll be fun. The friendships that you will have when, you, when it ends. So at the end of the day, when you feel burnt out, because you do, you feel burnt out. Like about June, you're like, is it over yet? I'm done. It's summer. I'm, I'm, I've done a lot. You're going to turn to those people and it's those people that you're serving that are going to be the reason why you keep going. So I, I feel like if you can invest in the people, then you're going to have an awesome year no matter what happens because of like how you're going to feel about it inside. And then the third thing is, is the whole trust thing. And I know we've spent a lot of time in this podcast talking about it, but don't micromanage your people, you know, have the relationship and the trust and use that piece to empower them to make the changes, even if they're not going to do it the way that you're going to do it, but that they're going to accomplish what they said they were going to do. And you give them the freedom to do that. And you encourage that and support that because again, that just creates a better team. And I think the stronger team you have, the better year you're going to have. Rounding that out with trust. I love that, Jen. And so up next then we have Roger who came right after Jen. Uh, Jen put her trust in Roger to lead the country to 2015. Roger, we, we met 2015 National Convention in Calgary. Um, sure did. And uh, leading up to World Congress, which was in 2016, which was Chris's year, we will get there. But Roger, give us a recap of your year. How did it go for you and any advice you want to give? Well, well, my year was, I heard what, what Jason and Jen told um, and was said, and it's very interesting because as much as I wanted to, my year was more of a year of unity. We were trying to have a country united in, in view of the, the World Congress that was coming in. And for me, it was a kind of a year of, of, of recollection, trying, not recollection, reconnecting, trying to connect the reality we have out east in terms of what, it, what was Junior Chamber in Quebec City and what was the, the network, the, the, the young professional networks that we have working in, in the province and try to connect that with the very strong JCI identity you guys have out west and trying to find common grounds to set the table basically for a successful World Congress in Quebec City. Um, Quebec City was, was decided as a location for the World Congress basically because of the size of the, of the organization. And, and my year, I was really trying to find ways to make it not a one-year deal and make it a, you know, a, um, a, a lasting relationship between the junior chamber of commerce as we have in, in Quebec City and in, and in parts of Ontario with, with the JCI uh, roots. And as, as you might know, I was kind of, uh, of new to JCI. I had nowhere close to the lore that Jason or Jen had, uh, even, even like half of them. So, so it, was, it, was, it was a challenge for me to, to try to reconcile those two realities and build something. So the year was mostly trying to, to set the table for a successful event in 2016 while progressing in the changes that Jen and, and Jason had, had put together for the country. So that was the, the common theme. And, and personally, I, I will say it, was, it, was, it happened to be one of the most challenging years in my life for, for all kinds of different reasons. But that was basically how, how, how the year was felt from, from my position in terms of advice, because I see time goes by. And if I, if I stick to my habits of talking a lot, we're not going to get through. So I'll be, I'll be the, the diligent French guy on the call today. Uh, so my advice would be, um, I, I think I, I'd go back to what Jason said in terms of, it should really be not your plan to year, 
but you should be able to build the plan. And I know the structure can be tough, but with the people that are going to be working with you, because you might have a thousand of ideas, but if two of them are bought by, by your team, those are the two you need to bank on. Those are the two you need to, to put energies on and you won't be able to change the world. You're going to start with this, with this idea because that's what JCI is. You're going to be groomed into, okay, I'm going to change everything. I'm going to be great. JCI Canada is going to outpass, outlast JCI Japan, and we're going to freaking rock, you know? But, but then reality sets in, and we're in a country with like five different time zones, with two different languages, with a couple of different realities. If you look at the, at the votes we, 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 we put into the federal level, it, it's, it's a different country from, from coast to coast. And like I said, the reality of our, our organizations in Quebec with respect to what was going on out west was very different. So be aware of the limits, dream big, but aim, aim, aim realistic. Because like Jen said, you're gonna end up at one point a burned out, uh, questioning everything, and and if you have in French, we we say the pandi bouchique, you can you can handle. You know, you, you take a bite that you're gonna be able to swallow. You don't want to choke on the first thing you put in your mouth as a nice as a national president. So be realistic while you dream big, and and make sure to rely on all the tools, meaning person, because that's pretty much what we have in JCI: person, uh, involvement, and and time given by members and, and and officers. So rely on those people, and then just move along. Was I, was I within three or five minutes, Sue? Yes. Merci Sorry. beaucoup, Roger. I rest my case, guys. <laughs> I think Chris um, almost died on that uh, French comment in there. <laughs> we can, I can see him laughing. Chris, you're up next. Following Roger's year, the year of World Congress. So following Roger, yes. uh, 2016 was a big year for JCI Canada, and you took the helm and, and ran it. So tell, tell us about it and, and some advice. Definitely. And uh, I just want to say also, it's really nice to see everybody here. I know we, like, like Jen was saying before the call, we all don't get a chance to see each other as much as we used to. And it's great not only to see great friends, but you know, what's common on this call is every one of us really went through the same thing in, in a way. So it's very rare in life that you get to spend time with people who really did walk a mile in your shoes. So it's just great to see everybody today. Um, yeah, my year was a crazier, it was a whirlwind year, obviously based on all of the work from Jason and Jen and, and Roger and, and the, the bid team getting the World Congress uh, uh, selected to, to have it in, in Canada and Quebec and then executing that with uh, the team and then trying to really run the country while, you know, this big event was, was happening, which, which had a real chance of overshadowing all the stuff that we really needed to do that year anyways. So it was a challenge. It was, uh, it was an amazing year. Like Roger said, I had huge dreams at the beginning. I said, we're going to do this and we're going to do this and we're going to do that. And we're going to change the world. And you know, your reality sets in and you can only really do so much. But I was blessed, I think, with a real super team of people. We really tried to grow the board a bit and get more people to get more work done. And, you know, like any year we had ups and downs, we were trying to grow chapters and grow the team. We had the upcoming shortened Canadian convention preparing for this massive World Congress. And a lot of our focus was, was really on that. The things I think, if I look back on that year and say what I would, what I would have done differently, I think I, I really wanted to try to spend more time traveling to the other chapters. I didn't make it out to all of them that year. And I think looking back, that would have been something I would have changed. I didn't get out, out east as, as much as I would have liked to. I think we all have challenges with resources and money. And uh, that was also something that we really thought we could achieve is, is trying to bring in more money and more sponsorships and more board 
the advisory board to you know bring more and more dollars into the organization we weren't really able to accomplish that we think we set some good ideas and goals down but we didn't really get there and i think that's definitely something that uh, looking back i wish we would have had more time or resources to do the things that i gained that year were, were just i think indescribable i think one of the big things which i know everybody else on this call would agree on is you know, the ability to, to be able to go to that Japan Academy for your, you know, presidential year or pr prior to and to meet all of those other, you know, national presidents, create so many great friendships across the globe. Definitely learning just a lot about yourself, learning about confidence. I think advice for, for any new board members or new chapter or national presidents, I think the big thing is you got to, you really have to grow that team and, and really work as a team player, being able to get along with people and just do your best to have that high trust environment where everybody and be clear and, and really focus on getting their, you know, their jobs done and their goals accomplished is, is so important. You also got to be humble, I think, too, and realize that you don't know everything. And even though you've got great new ideas, all the people that came before you, there's a reason why they made the decisions that they made. There's a reason why they, they maybe spent three or four or five years putting together this plan. Like, for instance, when Jen and Jason were working on moving the management system down to the U.S., so you got to be very humble about saying you can't be too quick to cancel things and say, oh, well, these guys did that. Let's scrap that idea and we're going to move in a different direction. There's a reason why things actually get accomplished in, a, in an environment, in a democratic environment like this is because all of the great ideas do get put in that blender. People vote on it. People work hard. And what, what ends up getting done is usually the right things or at least the majority of, of what people want. So definitely lean on the past. Use the, the people that are on this call, you know, if you, if you were the new president coming in this year, I, I would say one of the first things you should do is reach out to all the, the past presidents that are available to you. Learn from their mistakes, learn from their advice. Uh, know that they're there for you to help you because we've all been through this before. And I know, Sue, you were asking just about how, how we work together well. And, and, you know, I think everybody has also mentioned that, you know, it's one year to lead, but it, uh, I know Sean had sort of come up with this idea or the, the thinking behind that sort of that group of three and I think, you know, we really focused on that with, you know, uh, myself and Sean and, and Mike's here is to say, you know, it's not just you as that president and you really got to make sure that you realize that you have a role as the incoming, as the president, as the, the chairman of the board. So it's that three year sort of term of, you know, you're a supporter that first year, the second year, you're the person that, that is making those decisions, making things happen. And then as the chair, you're still continuing that support, trying to keep that consistency and making sure it's almost even the most important year to, to keep things going. So that visionary sort of idea as the president is, is great, but you also have to make sure that you're humble and work together with that group of people and, and get things done. So keep building, keep building those layers and layers every year. I think each board accomplishes something awesome or a couple things or three or four things. And we just got to keep growing that, building that organization, learning from mistakes. And yeah, hopefully, like Jason said, in 2100, though this organization will still be here and be strong and be growing. And that's my year. Amazing. Thank you, Chris. That was a really nice transition into um, talking about Sean's year. Sean and the group of three. <laughs> Sean, tell us about your journey. Thank you, Sue. So, yeah, coming off the World Congress uh, high, I got the country to come off of, you know, probably one of the best attended Canadian World Congresses where a lot of Canadians got out to ensuring chapters actually went back to execute because a lot of these members were involved and board members from locals across the country and national members um, a lot of people on the call here were involved in some nature and 
dealing with that burnout. Uh, we talk about it and, you know, trying to keep people vitalized. It led to, you know, we had chapters that failed, that didn't uh, succeed, and we had new chapters that started up. We also, as a national board, ended up taking on national conference, the conference, because chapters were so exhausted. And, you know, that had to do with uh, leadership, but team, right? It has to, all of it comes to a team that's willing to continue on, because any big event can, uh, the following years can have a downwards cycle and then come back. And the team had to continue building. Chris talked about the leadership of three the past, the present, and future. And really, the past is all on this call. Uh, for the current leaders, it takes more than just three. It takes, you know, decades. I think that's going to continue to go on. And you need to bring the next person into, because you only have one year, as Jen said, to lead, but your leadership continues on. And that uh, your mentorship is your number one job to build leaders. I think also, you know, Jen brought uh, Joel in. And, you know, Jen, it was fantastic. We had a change where we had a no SG for most of the year uh, in 2017. And we finally got one late in the year. So it, uh, we had interim with Earl coming back, but it, it really was a, a chance to realize that as a country, we got to figure out some stuff out as well. So uh, I think I got to travel a bit out East. I went to the, most of the area conferences that had Quebec didn't uh, host a conference. I unfortunately did not make it to Quebec city as well. We ended up at the end of the year losing Quebec cities as a chapter, which was uh, tough, right? Cause we, just after World Congress, you talk about burnout and understanding the value is uh, key to communicate. I think if I gave advice uh, and anything is focus on your successor uh, early on. So before you even take your year, you understand who's going to kind of be coming up uh, as executive vice, but also making sure that they're engaged early in the plan so that is you're dreaming big, you start executing small. As uh, Roger said, don't bite off the elephant. And then one bite, take little ones, Ex find things you can win right away, find things you can execute on as a team and not the president, you're just the figurehead. The team is really the one executing and the, the find things they want to do passionately and execute upon those quickly in the year so that they want to continue to go. I remember this girl called Sue back in 2017 wanting to do a podcast. So it's, uh, it's great to see that it, three years later coming around and actually executing on it. Some things take time. Uh, but those things that are, that are worth it always get executed. You know, I just continue to say team because there's no, there's none of us that could do anything um, without the teams that we've had. And that extends, as Jen said, to your local presidents. National board, we're there to try to inspire and continue to motivate people down to the organization and give them tools. The local is where everything happens. You know, we're just... Uh, continue trying to bring them together and our goal is to really try to get more people involved in JCI across the country but that needs locals that are strong and locals that are continuing to execute and that uh, that doesn't come without strong local leaders and the local president is uh, the key item in the whole organization to continue to drive and the local boards but a member is it all so that's it. Thank you, Sean. I forgot, but in 2017, when I was national vice president, I was searching for something. I was searching for a way to communicate with all of the members. And that's really funny. I got told no a lot of times. <laughs> I told you yes, and we just had to figure out a method to do it. So it took you a while to figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Sean. So leading from Sean into Mike's here, Mike Matika is here, the wizard someone that I've followed around in my JCI journey quite a bit. I don't know if he's noticed me following him around, but <laughs> that's uh, basically how it's... A few times too, you know. Yeah. 
<laughs> we've, been, we've been together. Yeah, I think it's been awesome listening to to everybody's philosophy and how how they sort of you know got into the position. And it's not dissimilar with me. I know Chris and Sean were were working really closely together on having transitions plans, having you know multi year plans, trying not to change things um, completely every year. Incremental changes is, is what's you know really key. And you know when they when they started talking and I started you know listening to the things that they were talking about, um, I probably didn't know it at that time, but then they noticed that I was paying a lot of attention and eager and keen to to see what they were doing, hear what they were doing, and uh, you know eventually we had a little chat uh, in uh, Pasadena amongst all the nice plants in the uh, LTU training area, and uh, uh, the discussion just came up and and I said, well, you know, why not? I'm here. I'm keen. I'm, I'm, I'm putting in all the time and effort that I need to, to do it. And if I feel like it's going to be the right thing for the organization, never mind the right thing for me, that's, that's you know, why I decided to, to jump in with both feet. And the biggest thing I said is, is I'm going to do this and I'm going to find a way to do it that I'm, I'm always going to be content and happy with what I've done. I'm always going to be content and happy with the organization. And no matter how many successes and failures that happen i'm going to focus on making sure that it's a it's a positive experience for me and, and positive for everybody else and i think you know having the, the the mentorship and the leadership of some of the past national presidents and also other past members that i relied on was absolutely key you know i, I wanted to put my own spin on the things that i was doing as a leader I wanted to, you know, have some of my own initiatives, but I also recognize that as a national president, you are, you're the caretaker of the organization. You're just the one that's got, you know, you've got the keys to the house for a year. It's not, uh, you're not going in there and doing a bunch of wild renovations or, or, or moving shop somewhere else. So you, you know, personally, then I, I felt like I would use my own leadership style as my, my spin on how I'm going to lead. I'm going to use my strengths as a leader to still be the caretaker of the organization, but to give it some of my, my original feel. You know, a big focus that, that I had was communication and, and engagement. And I, those two things went hand in hand, was trying to find more ways to have our members communicate with each other, have us communicate with our membership. There's so many good things that people were doing, so many great things that chapters and members were doing and so many great resources that we had available that people weren't aware of. So no matter how many new initiatives that you do, if you're trying to create more work for the sake of creating work, but you're not actually connecting people with the resources that the people in the past have already built, then you're just overextending you know, a lot of things. We had so many times when, when you talk to a chapter president or a group and they're saying, hey, yeah, we're trying to figure out how to do this project, but we've been bogged down in it for a few months. And well, did you talk to these people? Did you talk to that person? Do you see this resource? And, and making sure that we could connect those things was, you know, was I think the most important, trying to focus internally, um, trying to use all of our greatest strengths and, and sharing those strengths and resources rather than trying to go build new tools when we're not using the existing ones that, that we've had. Obviously, I don't think anybody can go into one of these positions without looking back and, and realizing that they would have you know, done things a little bit differently. I know it's been it's been difficult and it always has been difficult having you know trying new ways of communicating with people then realizing maybe you've created too many platforms to communicate it was always a struggle to say is there one platform or venue to work but then we know our membership is so diverse and in age and, and the way that they do communicate you know some old people like jason still like you to fax them once in a while so you don't really know sean just started to learn how to text you know when i was sort of uh, coming up so it, it was uh, that was one of those struggles <laughs> 
<laughs> Thank you, Mike, for that. <laughs> Coming from the guy that couldn't get WhatsApp working on his phone. But I think you know, <laughs> engaging with people and, and making sure that you're, you're kind of doing what works, what works for others. You're there to, to build a consensus. You don't want people to agree with what you're doing just because you're the leader. Uh, you, want to get, you want to get consensus and buy-in. And if you're not getting strong buy-in, but people are just going with your flow, then that's, you, that, that's not going to empower them to, to deli deliver what your plan is. So um, even if they're all, all voting for something and they're all, all okay with it, if they're not engaged and buying in with it, then, then they're not gonna be out there, you know, pushing all in the same direction. <laughs> so we're finishing off this episode on one year to lead, what it's like to be in a leadership role, not just at the national level, but also for our local leaders, for any incoming leadership roles for 2021. I really wanted this episode to resonate for all of our leaders within JCI. And I think that there's tidbits throughout the whole episode from Francois talking about sharing his passion and making connections to Jason talking about transitioning through his year. It was a year of transitioning and, and leveraging resources. Jen talking about change and trust. Roger, unity, connection, building your plan, working with your team through to Chris's year with World Congress trusting your team, being humble. There's been a lot of people talking on this episode. Wow. Um, it's, it's pretty amazing. I made notes so that we could just recap everything. <laughs> Sean talking about mentorship to continue leadership and, and then Mike, communication, engagement, connecting people to resources. There's so many wise words. So for our current outgoing chairman of the board, Crispin Bottomley, IPP Crispin and our current national president, Stefan, I'd like to hear from you guys how your years went. Let's go Crispin first and then advice for upcoming leaders. Crispin, you've got the floor. Yeah, thank you. Uh, I guess the year, the year for me really began um, in my hometown of, in St. Catharines, Niagara Falls, and we had our world and we had our national convention. And it was there I had a chance to talk to some of these past presidents and their recommendation to me was just start that transition, work with the outgoing uh, president and start acting on those plans because the three months that come between the national convention and January 1st go by really quickly. So take that time and, and make sure. For me, my year started off, I was able to uh, go to St. Louis with our uh, leadership training university, having members from across Canada and the United States join us. Uh, going on and traveling uh, around uh, to uh, Puerto Rico and then uh, down to South America for the Conference Americas, Western uh, Region, BC Yukon. So I had a lot of chance to travel around to meet members to see what it is, but also to really work with the reality uh, of there not being a JCI uh, Quebec City, but embracing that we have a new chapter, JCI Montreal. So even though that it was a transition, uh, there was chance for growth in new members and growth in new new chapters. Uh, working alongside with different members of the national team, as well as our growth and development team, we really tried to find ways to engage with people at their chapter levels that wanted to grow their local organization or to help us grow outside of the uh, areas where we already were. Seeing that, uh, we just went through and got a chance to work with National President Stefan, or President-elect at that time in 2019, and start to hear uh, how we could help phase his plan in 
uh, starting for January of this year, working with those new newly elected board members. So for me, it was a, a chance to both look and see what we did in the previous, I guess, two years that I had been on the board, carry on some of those activities, as well as to realize that we were a different organization than when I first joined in, in 2014, 2013, 2014, and then how to adapt to the new realities that JCI was. Um, similar to Sean and similar to a few other presidents, uh, we did lose our secretary general uh, that year. So I did take on a few additional roles uh, in my year as president just to see that going on. Uh, but just making sure that we have that institutional knowledge and background so that we can still function as an organization. So that sums about my year. But most importantly, uh, take that full year, start off uh, as soon as you get elected and start working for that transition. Thanks, Crispin. Yeah, there was a lot of talk about past, present and future through this entire episode. So it was great to see that you were able to carry that on and use your vast knowledge of the organization to really help carry us forward into Stefan's year. Stefan, 2020 National President, this was not the year you were expecting. It, it was a year of ingenuity, let me tell you. So, I mean, at the end of the day, you know, I'm, I'm very proud of everything that we have done. And, you know, everyone that has committed to the organization, you know, has been a very special year. I think it's a very unique year that we're continuing to work through in 2020. So, you know, and in this commitment, like you have now uh, committed to and like Crispin has experienced, you know, that flow through of information, that dedication associated with, you know, how we're participating and leading our, you know, local organizations and how we're leading from the national level has been so important to have that continuity. So that three-year commitment of understanding, you know, exactly what we might be getting into, you know, where the organization is going, how it's changing and evolving, and especially meeting everybody's needs at the membership level as we are a membership-driven organization has sort of been at my forefront of the year to try sort of help identify with, you know, changes that we can be making or improvements that we can be making, especially when we're not on the ground. And my intention was to be on the ground, you know, meeting with the people, shaking the hands, talking to the connections, you know, bridging the gaps in person. But, you know, instead we were able to bring the organization closer in 2020 digitally, which has been super impactful and necessary. I mean, you know, there's only so many things you can do when you're in lockdown or when you have that opportunity to, you know, make the change and pivot quickly in order to be able to, I guess, continue with the legacy that our organization has and has become. So that was <laughs> my year sort of in a nutshell. I mean, I was very blessed to be able to take advantage of the learnings of Crispin and, you know, try not reinvent the wheel and create some longevity in some of the projects that we were trying to create and then pass on, you know, a well-oiled, righted ship to the person that would be coming after me and the person that would be coming after uh, her. So that was sort of how I wanted to work through my year, you know, and a sustainability, I think, and, you know, keeping things operating has been difficult. I mean, at the end of the day, like we've all broken down and had a good cry, whether it be about this organization, our, you know, our lives, our business, our families. And I think we had to learn, or I guess what I learned was, you know, embrace that sort of kindness and allow yourselves, you know, to be able to try and fail, which is one of the things that drew me so wholeheartedly into the organization is that opportunity 
to try and fail without judgment and try again. So for me, I think what my lesson as a leader and continuing to lead the organization and continue to participate next year as the immediate past president is to take that lesson of, you know, kindness and understanding and bring that forward through uh, our leadership track. Because at the end of the day, you're going to have those hard days and you're going to have, you know, the good days. But, you know, when you want to have that cry, I think that's okay. And when you think you need to bounce something off someone, that's okay. When you're taking advantage of the network that you have, that's okay. You're not using people. You're, you know, creating an opportunity to be that leader and help lead from behind. So. I love it. I could feel that the emotion behind that, I think, sums up your year for 2020 quite perfectly, allowing yourself to fail, allowing yourself to feel, and allowing yourself to grow through the organization. Because when it comes down to it, 2020 was a year of growth and opportunity and learning. And I think that we are closer now than ever before. So I'm excited. This episode has brought so much history and wisdom and knowledge to the forefront, to the podcast. I'm so excited to produce and and publish this one in a couple of weeks. You know, these years of service, you know, whether we're turning 40 or not, or whether we're going to continue to be a mentor in these positions or not, you know, I think this organization, I mean, for me, I'd still pay into it because I've learned so much from the start. I've got a lot of years left to give. Um, so I will be, you know, doing that. But even if I were to walk away tomorrow, I would continue to pay my dues because at the end of the day, the value has been exponential far and more than I've ever paid dollar for dollar into JCI. So with that, we are going to finish this episode talking about superheroes. And I would love to hear from you guys. If you had a superpower, if you could be a superhero, what would you do? If I had a superpower, I would uh, have control over the airline's timetable so that at the events that we travel to, I could spend as much time there as possible and still be able to catch the flight back across uh, Canada to make it to work the next day. So a lot of times I'm factoring in time zones, uh, red eyes. If we could find a way to uh, set the schedule to JCI conferences, that would be great. I love it. No more 5 a.m. flights for me. <laughs> wow. I was going to say this teleporter thing, this time zone management. Man, man, man. I mean, Canada is a big country. So, yeah, we definitely have that challenge. Oh, my superpower that I would... I mean, wouldn't that just be nice to snap your fingers and be with all of your groups and snap your fingers and be able to participate in all the events and not have to worry about that. So I'm going to one-up Crispin and say like a teleportation power where you can just be at these places. Imagine being able to snap your fingers and be at your social in Vernon or Kelowna or snap your fingers and then be participating in an event in Toronto. So yeah, I think teleportation. But I will take all of you with me at the same time. Wow, okay. If I had a superpowers, what would they be? I'm thinking when it pertains to JCI, I would say the superpower of making all of our new members be able to instantly travel back in time with me to 
the most recent World Congress so they can really get a sense of the magnitude of this fantastic worldwide organization and just see all the camaraderie and training and excitement and parties and food and people and friends and just get that World Congress experience injected into their brain through time travel. That would be my superpower for JCI. If I had a superpower, I would wish it to be the power of hindsight, the power to be able to go back and look back and say, oh, this turned out really well. Or if I did it this way slightly, it would have turned out a little bit better. That would definitely be a big highlight for me in all aspects of my life. Sue, if I could have a superpower, it would be the power of flight. With all these travel restrictions and coronavirus things going on, I really miss seeing people in person, so I'd love to be able to fly around and see all my JCI friends and family. I love this. I love this. If I had a superpower, I would be able to, well, I, I will take the, um, the millennial goals of uh, United Nations and I will make it happen like this because it's, uh, it's, it's easy when you're a superhero, right? And then I will share the love of JCI to everybody that I meet. So even if I look at them, they will understand what JCI is all about and they will be instant members. That's what I will do as a second superpower. And for the good of JCI Canada, I'm grateful for everything that I, I've built. I, I'm grateful towards JCI Canada, but I also, I'm also grateful for myself because I'm the one who registered I'm the one who kept coming. I'm the one who put some all of the, those times into there. So GCI Canada provided me the opportunity, but it's good also to give you a big tap in the back and say, hey, good job, buddy. You did, you did that. And, and I'm, I'm so rich of all of my contacts across the world. And that's something I will be forever grateful to GCI. A huge thank you and virtual hugs to all of JCI Canada's very own superheroes who participated on this episode. When I reached out to this panel to ask if they would join me on the podcast, I was overwhelmed with their support. And I officially have my favorite response for when I ask a question. Anything you need, Sue. This is the response I got from almost every single past national president for JCI Canada. Anything you need. They're so supportive, so giving of their time, and super inspiring. I'm so grateful to have them as a resource for our members here in Canada. So I only have a few episodes left before I finish this year off and hand the podcast over to the next podcast host. So while I still have the microphone... This is how we do in JCI Canada. Join, converse, inspire.